Welcome to First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We are a spiritual community dedicated to the free search for truth, meaning, and beauty. I'm Chris Jimerson, Minister for Program Development here at the church, and I have with me Peter Langlois, our wonderful lay leader this morning, and we welcome each and every one of you here to this very special service at First UU. First, because we have three guests who are going to talk to us a little bit about what it felt like to find a spiritual home as an LGBTQ, etc., etc., person, our alphabet soup group representatives. We come from a long tradition of seeing a spark of the divine in every person, and it's in that tradition that I invite you to turn to those around you and greet the holy among us this morning. It is also our tradition in Unitarian Universalist churches to light a chalice to begin our service. The chalice is a symbol of our faith. Please say with me the words for lighting our chalice, which are printed in your order of service. Love is the spirit of this church, and service is its law. This is our great covenant, to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love, and to help one another. Unitarian Universalism is a pluralistic faith. We don't have a creed, a set of beliefs that we all have to sign on to. So sometimes people ask us, well, then what holds you together? Well, in this church, one of the things that holds us together is our mission. It's our common purpose, and we say it together every Sunday. Together, we nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. Today's reading is Let Us Make This Earth a Heaven by Tess Baumberger. Let us make this earth a heaven, right here, right now. Who knows what existences death will bring? Let us create a heaven here on earth where love and truth and justice reign. Let us welcome all at our pearly gates, our freedom table, amid singing and great rejoicing, black, white, yellow, red, and all our lovely colors, straight, gay, transgendered, bisexual, and all the ways of loving each other's bodies, blind, deaf, mute, healthy, sick, variously abled, young, old, fat, thin, gentle, cranky, joyous, sorrowing. Let no one feel excluded. Let no one feel alone. May the rich let loose their wealth to reign upon the poor. May the poor share their riches with those too used to money. May we come to venerate the earth, our mother, and tend her with wisdom and compassion. May we make our earth an Eden, a paradise. May no one wish to leave her. May hate and warfare cease to clash in causes too old and tired to name, religion, nationalism, the false, false god of gold, deep-rooted ethnic hatreds. May these all disperse and wane. May we see each other's true selves. May we all dwell together in peace and joy and understanding. Let us make a heaven here on earth before it is too late. Let us make this earth a heaven for each other's sake. This is the time in our service where we breathe together. And breathing in, breathing out, 
feeling the loving presence of those around us, our hearts connect. And hearts connected together, we follow our breath to a deeper place inside. That place where we know our own sacredness. Where we feel each other's sacredness. And breathing together, we enter into a time of silence together, remembering that in this congregation, human sounds and the sounds of small children are a part of the sacred silence. Breathing in, breathing out, hearts connected, let us enter that silence together.
say, yes, words won't bring us down. Oh, oh, we are beautiful in every single way. Yes, words can't bring us down. Oh, oh, so don't you bring me down Next Saturday, people from throughout the Central Texas area, including people from our church, along with our other local UU churches, will join in the LBG, LGBTQ, etc. Pride Festival and Parade. Today, we celebrate this church's and our larger Unitarian Universalist welcoming of LGBTQ, etc. folks by hearing from a few folks from our Alphabet Soup group who are going to talk about what it has meant to them, how it has felt to find a spiritual home here at First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. Good morning. My name is Michael. Uh, this is how I found this church. It was the 90s. Every week there was another funeral, another friend diagnosed with AIDS. My LGBTQ family were being vilified around the globe. We were feeling scared, guilty, and helpless. We were living in full crisis mode, feeling alone and shunned by family, friends, and the whole community at times. We leaned on each other, and time was spent on vigils, helping our dying friends as much as we could, cooking for them. Some of us opened our homes so during the day no one had to be left alone while their parent partners worked. Our social lives had changed from bars and dinner parties to hospital visits, benefits, and collecting donations. We got the notice for a 24-hour benefit called the Mostly Music Marathon. It was being held in a church. Now, I was raised in, Southern Bapt in a Southern Baptist church. It's where I learned the word hypocrisy. <laughs> I grew up hearing the hate spewed out in my church against homosexuality. But I was lucky, though. Coming out was no problem for me. I came out after high school graduation in 1979, and my mother always had my back. She would get upset from time to time while we were out together and ask, why do you have to let everybody know you're gay? My answer was, because they need to know gay people exist. My mom and stepdad even left the family church that we'd been going to since 1966 after a sermon, as they described as an ignorant, unkind attack on their son. So the day of the Mostly Music Marathon, I got prepared. I picked out my clothes, made sure my belt matched my shoes, and then started to prepare for entering a church again. Practice my smile and my nod. I would muster up when I heard, 
Love the sinner, hate the sin. Accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and denounce your homosexuality before you die and you might make it to heaven. And hope I didn't get whiplashed if someone smacked me upside the head with the Bible. My mantra for that day was brain first, mouth second. We pulled up in front of the church and walked to the double doors, and the first thing we see is a sign that stated, this church has an open door policy and accepts all that steps through its doors. Wow, that still makes my hair stand up on end. And with all this hair, that is something. As we walked in, we were welcomed by several church members, smiled at, a little small talk, no entrapment so far. Then we hit the sanctuary and found a place to sit. As I sat there, a kind of peace fell over me. Here in this church, there was every kind of person, all colors, all ages, sexuality, and families with children, not afraid to be around us gays. During intermission in the fellowship hall, I got to meet and talk to members of the church, gay, straight, all welcoming and thanking us for being there. Heard of the gay men's group that met once a month. Even heard a rumor the new pastor was going to be a gay man. The next Sunday, we got up and went to our first Unitarian Universalist service. After a few more services, my partner and I became members of the church, worked on committees, gathered things for the annual fundraiser auctions. Being gay here was just a normal thing. I had found my place of peace. Now, as all things do, things change, a breakup, a move out of town, several health challenges, and church fell to the side. Then on my birthday a couple of years ago, a small box, a gift from a fellow Unitarian, my first Unitarian Universalist name tag. I found my place of peace again back in this church. It was a little confusing the first Sunday back, all those rainbow stickers on a lot of name tags had me confused. I thought this church has become overrun with the gays. <laughs> then realizing allies wore them too, my heart felt so supported. Thanks, allies, for all the love and support. You are definitely part of my peace here. Good morning. Uh, my name is Becca Brennan Luna. I have been a member of First UU since last September, so almost a year. My wife Amy and I have been married for over two years and together for over six years. We had some, uh, some a few setbacks uh, and some discrimination, but at first, but we recently found out that we've become licensed foster parents. Thank you. <laughs> I was raised Mexican Catholic in El Paso, Texas. My family went to church every Sunday. We celebrated Christmas and Easter and gave up something for 40 days of Lent. We were really super Catholic. It was a big part of my life for a long time. I was baptized, had my first Holy Communion, and my confirmation in the Catholic Church. I grew up believing that if we prayed and sacrificed and confessed our sins, that we would go to heaven. I was taught that God created us in his image and that he loves us, but that he would punish us if we sinned. And speaking of sins, we, I'm sure we all have an idea about what the Catholic Church thinks about homosexuality, right? 
Well, Pope Francis is a good guy, but it was kind of different when I was growing up. I heard a lot of anti-gay sentiments and hate and judgment based on fear. I always believed that God would be there for us when we needed him. I still believe that in a sense, and I still pray. Okay, maybe my image of God is a little different now. He is a she, for one. (laughs) My family was very close and very loving. But we definitely had a certain way of doing things and a way things were supposed to be. Homosexuality was not something my family talked about all that much. My mom had one gay friend who lived in California and a distant gay cousin who lived in Mexico. We saw the friend sometimes, and my family was pleasant with him, but there was always an air of mystery about the men and their lifestyle. It certainly wasn't something that would be acceptable for me in my family's eyes. I guess growing up I did have crushes on boys. Yes, I swooned after new kids on the block. Maybe that's because that's what all the other girls did. Maybe that's just what I was supposed to do. I honestly didn't know crushing on girls was an option. (laughs) I remember feeling very ashamed and confused for a really long time. I attended an all-girls private Catholic high school with nuns and everything. If the mean girls didn't like you, they would spread a rumor that you were a lesbian. Oh, the horror of if that rumor got spread around about you and it did about me. Everyone would avoid you like the plague and make ugly faces and just be rude and mean to you for being such an abomination. Needless to say, finally coming to terms with my sexual orientation was a lengthy and difficult process. College was great for me because I moved away from home, met like-minded people, and felt accepted for who I was. I understood who Becca really was for the first time. So... I shared a bit of my coming out story, and we're supposed to be talking about our experience at First Unitarian Universalist. Y'all get to that. (laughs) Even though I felt a little bit betrayed by the Catholic Church, I still continued to go for a while. I longed for that spiritual connection with the community. I loved the music, the singing, the prayers, and the peace be with you. At first, it was kind of okay to be there. Even though I personally was never turned away, it got harder to ignore the fact that who I was was not welcome. I heard about First Unitarian Universalist from a few different people, so my wife and I decided to try it out. I loved it. People were so welcoming. It seemed like everyone was very friendly with one another. The music was so lively and uplifting. I always heard um, Reverend Meg and Reverend Chris um, sharing messages and stories about love and acceptance. And it was just wonderful. What means so much to me was that I always feel like I belong here. I joined Alphabet Soup um, group, the People of Color group, and I got involved with Service Saturdays, Sack Lunch Making, and Religious Education. I'm just so thrilled to be part of such a wonderful community. I have everything I used to love about my old church without all the judgment. I feel like I am welcome and accepted. I feel like I am home. Thank you. Good morning. I'm Tomas Medina. When I was growing up, my father used to tell me gay people should be lined up and shot. When I was growing up, the worst thing you could be called in school was faggot. In junior high and high school, I was called faggot a lot. In fact, I had such a miserable time in high school that I skipped my senior year altogether, opting to test out and start college when I was 17. The church I was brought up in was also not a place of refuge for me. 
I was taught that I should love the homosexual sinner, but that a homosexual act was a mortal sin, which not only prevented me from taking communion, but would also condemn me to hell if I was unlucky enough to die before having the chance to confess my sin. As you might imagine, as a young man wondering about my own sexual orientation, I never felt particularly safe at home or at school or at church. When I came out at 17 to my parents, I was seriously worried that they would react negatively and throw me out. They didn't throw me out, but they did send me to a psychologist whose advice to me was not to look at the men on my college campus who were wearing shorts. Fortunately, at my college, I was part of a support group for LGBTQIA students, and with their help, I decided that I didn't need to see a psychologist to get over my gay feelings. What I decided instead was that it was my parents who needed help to get over their homophobia. Coming out to my parents was not the only time I felt like coming out might be risky. As a gay man, deciding whether to come out is something that I weigh on an almost daily basis. With every new situation and every new person that I encounter, I do a quick calculus as to whether it is safe for me to be explicit about being gay. And I don't think I'm being paranoid about this. Even in New York City's Chelsea neighborhood, which is a very gay neighborhood, I've recently been called faggot by men who I had absolutely no romantic interest in and was downright frightened of. And I remember that when I was being interviewed for a job by a judge in a New York State court, he asked me, how could I live in downtown New York where there were so many homosexuals? And wasn't I afraid that I'd get AIDS? There are only two places where I don't feel the need to do the mental calculus as to whether to come out. One is when I'm somewhere that is predominantly gay and caters to the gay community, such as a gay club or a gym or the beach. The other exception is here at First CU Austin. I think it's remarkable that there's a community that is majority non-LGBTQIA where I don't have to wonder what the consequence will be if I explicitly acknowledge my gay identity. Here at First CU, being lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, intersexual, questioning, asexual, or straight is not something that is used to define us. But at the same time, our struggles with the world outside of this community are acknowledged and our triumphs are celebrated. Being part of a community that is majority non-LGBTQIA has, in which I feel both safe and acknowledged has had transformative benefits for me. For one thing, it has allowed me to find a spiritual home. I couldn't explore my spirituality anywhere where being gay somehow made me lesser than anyone else. Something else I appreciate about First CU is that it supports our alphabet soup group, a group which is exclusively for those who identify as part of both the LGBTQIA and UU community. It's a great treat to be able to meet with other First CUs who share similar experiences and to be able to relate to each other without the need to explain ourselves. And not all members of the LGBTQI community at large are interested in exploring spirituality, so it's also a great treat to be able to form relationships with other members of this community who share similar spiritual yearnings. I also love that at First CU, I've formed relationships and friendships with many people outside of the LGBTQIA community. Being supported and loved by this congregation has given me the confidence to be more myself in the outside world. As I find myself taking leadership positions in this church, I also find myself less, less willing to keep my opinions and beliefs to myself in my relationships outside of the church, whether I'm with family, friends, or at work. 
Perhaps the most transformative aspect of being part of the First UU community is the optimism it has given me. I am confident that if you can build a loving and supportive community here, it can happen in the outside world too. Being part of this community has given me confidence to take the risk when I do the calculus as to whether to come out yet again. And I know that every time I and others in the LGBTQIA community comes out yet again, the world takes a small step towards becoming the world we know it can be. Thank you. Thank you, Michael, Becca, and Tomas, for your beautiful, vulnerable, and brave sharing of your stories. We all need a sense of belonging, and as I think you have just so powerfully heard, for LGBTQI folks so often, especially when it comes to organized religion, the message we have received is not just you do not belong, but even worse, you are an abomination. So to find a spiritual community like First UU Church of Austin that welcomes, values, and offers folks that sense of belonging can literally be, as you heard, life-changing. It can make everything possible. Please join me in saying our words for extinguishing the chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. You are welcome to sing with me for the benediction. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.